Namaste and Shalom, everybody. This is Rumors of Instinct with the Rumors of Instinct podcast. Thank you all very much for tuning in once again. For all my supporters, new and old, I thank you deeply and sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely, 100% cannot do it without you and would not do it without you because you guys are the reasons why I'm doing this right now. Is recording a new moon show based on the lunar calendar uh, dealing with the Vedas in this series um, that's scheduled to coincide with the phases of the moon from full and new um, setting the intent and using the energies associated with those cycles to better kind of channel the focus of what the episodes would be to kind of serve as a divination tool in itself for choosing um, what material I'm going to cover on this extremely expansive and vast topic as expansive as the horizons itself the subject of the Vedas the subject of the four books included and in the Upanishads being that it is a foreign language to a extreme degree and my comprehension of the culture is fairly novice it is a learning process that I am sharing with you my audience and as I'm scholarly approaching it as I'm watching the material as I'm reading as I'm searching up the scholarly opinion on it on the material know how to cover it I am sharing this expedition with you I'm sharing this exploration this education that I'm engendering on that I'm, I'm beginning the I am um the school that I'm entering into uh, with you and hopefully we can grow together hopefully we can benefit together from this amazing wellspring of knowledge wisdom and um, truth over the last couple of videos I uh, highlighted that the western scholars and critics of the 20th century, the early pre-atomic age, um, gave a lot of authority and a lot of respect to the Vedas, especially thinkers and philosophers in Europe, and they attributed a lot of what the 20th century became, what the deeds they were inspired to kind of commit this coming into the atomic age to coming into the space age um, it was inspired by the western industrial revolution era um, societies at the time because yes I know we want to think of America and England and Germany and France as much more than tribes and societies and nations and peoples and governments the same and equal with every single other one in terms of development and um, exploration of the world but when these cultures had discovered orientalism when they discovered this 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 Vedic knowledge um, they were able to open their minds to thought processes 
that had previously been restricted due to their cultural uh, norms and their ecclesiastical uh, um, thought patterns, attributing too much more flexibility and um, um, creativity in in their in their imaginations allowing them to think of things on a quantum and atomic level, opening up the world of physics, opening up the world of modern day science, opening up the world of discovery when it comes to um, dimensional and uh, timeline based realities, as well as the pure theoretical worlds of mathematical um, um conceptualization of things like black holes and, and um, string theory etc etc quantum mechanics CERN for example has the statue of Shiva of uh, Kali uh, or Shiva I believe doing the dance of, of uh, Shiva in the wheel because um, obviously CERN and their scientists Oh, a great deal of, of prestige to the idea of the Vedas in which they are kind of making real the concepts in the verses and in the, the passages of the Vedas in the Upanishads. Oppenheimer, who created the atomic bomb for the Americans, the United States of America, during World War II, quoted from the Vedas, um, you know, I have become death also attributed to Shiva also attributed to you know that statue in CERN in Corpus Christi, Texas in front of the American Bank Center which is the stadium for the city you know the arena for the city for its uh, convention center and for its uh, traveling shows they have a statue of Shiva in a peaceful repose it's very strange that it would be here excuse me sinuses it's raining outside it's also past midnight officially now where I am thus making it the peak of the moon energies my body is allowing itself to kind of rejuvenate and recharge. I will allow others who know much more about the subject to kind of introduce and to speak for tonight's episode, or for this New Moon Cycles episode, which is going to be centered on the Rig Vita. The Rig Vita or as known as the ancient Indian creation myth encapsulates encapsulates that and much more but centers mainly on the understanding and declaration of the history of the universe the nature of the creation of gods gods the basic foundations and fundamentals because The Vedas feed off each other. They kind of all relate to each other. You can read them separately, but they all do kind of go sequentially in order, with the Upanishads being the end 
the final verse and the Rig Veda being the beginning verse, being the beginning of it all, explaining the source of creation as it, though the Genesis, uh, the book of Genesis in the King James Version of the Holy Bible, Judeo-Christian um, traditions. I will allow the... Sorry, I'm fighting a cat here for a second. I will allow the much more intelligent Peter Boland to give his explanation of the Rig Veda ancient Indian origin myth via his YouTube video on the subject. And I highly, 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 highly recommend Richard, uh, or sorry, Peter Boland, sorry. Peter Boland about um, scholarly approaches and critiques and examinations and summaries of ancient mystical, ancient religious, uh, philosophical um, material such as the Vedas, such as um, Zao Buddhism or Tao Buddhism, Zen Taoism. And I'll let him continue because I'm going to be using his audio as the introduction to the material. Western speakers for Western speakers. But then I'm going to switch over to an hour of the first 16 verses of the Rig Veda. And there are over 9 hours of Rig Veda in total. But this would be the book, first book. And then we will be able to hear the text to translate into English. Um, you know, the text to speech, the translated Rig Veda into English. And we'll be able to actually enjoy and hear and reflect on the verse of the Rig Veda itself. Happy New Moon. See, that's my kitty. Thank you very much. Once again, I absolutely appreciate every single one of you. You guys are what motivates me uh, to bring you the truth, to work as hard as I do. Thank you very much. This is a 24-hour fulfillment and commitment um, to my digital media content, to my brand, and to the podcast itself. You know, So thank you all very much. Um, definitely recommend this channel to your friends and to anyone willing, you know, that you think would benefit from it or your social media circles or your favorite forums. Um, definitely help get the word around. The more people that are brought to the truth, the, the more intelligent of a society will have, the more intelligent the conversations will be having. Everyone, you know, the a rising tide lifts all ships. Everyone can benefit and profit from a much more intelligent, wise, and compassionate world. Um, you know, much more rational and intelligent world. So, thank you all very much. I am Rumors of Instinct. This is the Rumors of Instinct podcast. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Stick around. Thank you for your patience in advance. I will be studying and learning with the Rig Vedas along with you.
this is a humbling uh, moment for myself, but one that I, you know, embrace and welcome with open arms to get the chance, and I consider it a great blessing to get the chance to learn uh, this this uh, wonderful, uh, uplifting, and inspiring um, holy verse. So thank you all very, very much. Mythology, specifically cosmogonies or creation stories. So we're having fun looking at a bunch of different creation stories from different cultures and comparing them and contrasting them and looking for archetypes and interpreting them and also applying, of course, Joseph Campbell's really helpful four functions of myth. The metaphysical or mystical function, the cosmological function, the sociological function, and the pedagogical function. And we're asking, I think, important questions about what is the purpose of these stories. So let's continue that, that, that work, or is it play, today by looking at a powerful ancient story from the Indian tradition that we call Hinduism in the West, and it is from one of the most ancient scriptures on the planet called the Rig Veda, and it's not in our mythology book. I'm pulling it from a book I use in my world religions classes, a wonderful anthology of of world scripture called The World's Wisdom, uh, put together by a guy called Philip Novak. So I'm looking at a passage from the Rig Veda that is obviously a creation story. And all all I want to do is kind of read it into the record today and, and drop in and out of it to make some comments. And what I would uh, suggest is, is that you kind of compare it in your mind to what you recall about the Genesis creation story. How is this Indian story from the Rig Veda similar to the Genesis story and how is it different? You know, that compare and contrast technique, which always reveals a lot and gives us huge insights into deeper meanings of both of the stories. So the Vedas are uh, ancient texts, we believe, written down between, say, 1500 BCE and maybe maybe 700 BCE. So over, over a number of centuries, basically 3,000 years ago, uh, these scriptures were recorded by the Brahmins, by the priests of early Hin- Hinduism, before the Upanishads, before the Bhagavad Gita and all the rest of it. But what we're going to establish with this story is really the beginning of the Hindu world view, something that we will take up again a little later when we think about gods and archetypes or God as archetype. So let's jump into the story. Then even nothingness was not, nor existence. All right, I got to stop already. (laughs) So instead of in the beginning, like in the Bible, it says, then even nothingness was not, nor existence. So what was this primordial state like? Uh, there, there, There was nothing. And I can kind of understand what, what nothingness might be. That's the absence of something, right? Complete vacuum. But then it says, and there wasn't even nothing. What the hell is that? What is the absence of nothingness? So 
this is like this is already amazingly weird stuff. We're talking about some primordial state before the duality of being and non-being came into existence. So before that, even. All right, I gotta go faster because that was just one line. <laughs> Let me read it again. Then even nothingness was not nor existence. There was no air then nor the heavens beyond it. What covered it? Where was it? In whose keeping? Was there then a cosmic water in depths unfathomed? There's so often this primordial sea that comes up in a lot of creation stories, huh? Second part. Then there, there were neither death nor immortality, nor was there then the torch of night and day. So again, no, none of the dualities had yet come about. The one breathed windlessly and self-sustaining. There was that one then, and there was no other. And one in the text here is capital O. So suddenly, before any of the dualities, we have this, this something called the one. Is it a god? Or, we don't know. Just the one. At first, there was only darkness wrapped in darkness. All this was only unillumined water. That one which came to be enclosed in nothing arose at last, born of the power of heat. In the beginning, desire descended on it. That was the primal seed, born of the mind. The sages who have searched their hearts with wisdom know that which exists is related to that which does not exist. But after all, who knows and who can say whence it all came and how creation happened? The gods themselves are later than creation. So who knows truly whence it has arisen. Did you hear that? Did you catch that? The gods aren't even on the scene yet. The gods are later than this creation. So whatever primordial creation moment is being described here, it does not involve any god or gods. They come later. We wrap it up with the last four lines. Whence all creation had its origin. He, whether he fashioned it or whether he did not, suddenly the male pronoun creeps in. He who surveys it all from highest heaven, he knows. Or maybe even he does not know. So, wow. This is pretty different than Genesis in a couple of key ways, isn't it? The first thing that, that, that hits me, and I bet it's occurring to a lot of you as well, is, is the tone, right? Let's talk like an English class for a second. What is the voice like of this, of this text? You know, the, the voice of the writer. And in Genesis, the voice is authoritative. It's as if there's a scribe there at the beginning, and God said, let there be light, and let me write all that down. And so... Genesis just sort of declares this happened, declares that happened very authoritatively. Whereas here in the Rig Veda, it's like, well, this happened and this happened and then maybe this and maybe that, but, but who really knows? And 
there's there's a lot of questions. So the Rig Veda is an invitation into an inquiry, whereas Genesis is a manifesto, a statement, a declaration of fact or of, of unambiguous events. So there's a different literary voice or a different literary tone. Um, what you also notice, though, is the role of the gods, and this is key for us in our understanding of, of, of Eastern religion and Western religion. In, in, in Western religion, here in the, in the Genesis account, in the Bible, God exists before the universe, right? We call that ex, ni- ex nihilo, out of nothing. So God exists alone, and then out of his omnipotence, out of his limitless power, he simply makes there be matter and energy and light and water and sky. He, he builds the, the cosmos out of his, his mind, out of nothing. Um, so there's nothing above God that, that made God. God has always existed. That's, that's the claim in the Western traditions. Whereas here in India, we start at the beginning before there was even any gods. So in other words, in the Western traditions, God is the ultimate reality, the source of everything. But in the Indian traditions, all of the gods, and we'll talk more later about the, the pantheons and the various gods and goddesses, all of the gods in the Indian tradition are not the ultimate cause of the universe. They are part of the created universe. The gods just work here. They aren't the ultimate source of everything. They're part of the pouring forth of the one, as is everything else, as are you and I. So in this Hindu worldview, all pours forth from the one, the way spider web comes out of a spider. And everything that takes embodied form out here in the world, us, rocks, trees, gods and goddesses, Everything that takes form out here in the world of embodied forms retains its unseverable, unbreakable unity with the one. That's the great insight of the Upanishads later in Hinduism. All is one. And you get the seed of that idea right here in the Rig Veda. But I think that's such a key distinction on on the way gods are used in these different creation stories. In the biblical story, there's nothing above God. God is the ruler supreme and the, the literal source of everything. Self-caused or always existing. And here in the Indian traditions, we see there is something called the One, that remains undefined in this Rig Veda, but it is not a god. It precedes the gods, right? It comes before them and is the source of all of the gods. And many have made this comment as well as, as, uh, as we study the Indian origin stories, that the Rig Veda and other creation stories in the later texts called the Upanishads parallel rather beautifully what we currently understand about the origins origins of the universe in our astrophysics 
you know, that the universe is an explosion and everything is moving out. You know, when we look through our telescopes, we see all of the objects around us are moving away from us. And the furthest objects are moving away from us the fastest. And that's how we get the Big Bang Theory, right? The universe appears to be an explosion in progress and everything's doing this. And that log- you could, one, one could logically conclude that therefore in some ancient distant past, everything in the universe was a singularity, a one. And then that it exploded and expanded out into all of this. Now, it aligns beautifully with this ancient Indian poetry. How the heck did these sages and seers 3,000 years ago or more, 4,000 years ago in ancient India, they didn't know about the Big Bang Theory. They didn't have telescopes and particle accelerators and electron microscopes. They didn't know about atoms and solar systems and galaxies and electrons and all of that. And yet, out of their wisdom, traditions, and practices, they left behind for us these three, four thousand year old sacred scriptures, these poems about the origin of time, the origin of form, the origin of matter, the origin of energy, the origin of consciousness in these mysterious passages that suggest more than they declare. So, I wanted to put into our thinking the Rig Veda just to have another example of a creation story and also to contrast it with the much more declarative biblical creation story. Plus, when we move into uh, our study of pantheons and God as archetypes, we'll circle back around to this Indian tradition and pick up the thread that we began to tug today. This idea of the one will later in more developed Hinduism and in Vedanta philosophy, specifically from the Upanishads, the one gets a name. It becomes known as Brahman. Brahman is the name of the one, the sacred formless source, the eternal sacred formless source that enters into temporality, enters into time, takes form, as me, as you, as everything else, and that we all are identical to Brahman still. That namaste sign that people do, right? The sacred presence within me recognizes the sacred presence within you. That gesture, that famous Hindu gesture embodies this insight that we are all part of the one and remain unified with the one only we don't know it because we're lost in a field of ignorance the garden of eden had us getting kicked out of paradise and separate from god that way the hindu systems have us cast out into maya ignorant of our sacred origin out of touch with our own fundamentally divine core So those are some of the threads that we're going to continue to tug and pull and explore as we can trace the ramifications of these cosmogenies, these creation stories. Great. See you on the other side. Rig Veda. The first book. Him. One. Agni. One. I logged Agni 
the chosen priest, God, minister of sacrifice, the Hotar, lavishest of wealth. 2. Worthy is Agni to be praised by living as by ancient seers. He shall bring hitherward the gods. 3. Through Agni man obtaineth wealth, yea, plenty waxing day by day, most rich in heroes, glorious. 4. Agni, the perfect sacrifice which thou encompassest about verily goeth to the gods. 5. Ne Agni, sapient-minded priest, truthful, most gloriously great, the god, come hither with the gods. 6. Whatever blessing, Agni, thou wilt grant unto thy worshipper, that, Andres, is indeed thy truth. 7. To thee, dispeller of the night, O Agni, day by day with prayer bringing thee reverence, we come. 8. Ruler of sacrifices, guard of law eternal, radiant one, increasing in thine own abode. 9. Be to us easy of approach, even as a father to his son, Agni, be with us for our weal. Him. 2. Vayu. 1. Beautiful Vayu, come. For thee these soma drops have been prepared, drink of them, hearken to our call. 2. Knowing the days, with soma juice poured forth, the singers glorify thee, Vayu, with their hymn.s of praise. 3. Vayu, thy penetrating stream goes forth unto the worshipper, far spreading for the soma draft. 4. These, Indra Vayu, have been shed. Come for our offered dainty's sake, the drops are yearning for you both. 5. Well do ye mark libations, ye Vayu and Indra, rich in spoil so come ye swiftly hitherward. 6. Vayu and Indra, come to what the Soma, Presser hath prepared, soon, heroes, thus I make my prayer. 7. Mitra, of holy strength, I call, and foe destroying Varuna who make the oil-fed rite complete. 8. Mitra and Varuna, through law, lovers and cherishers of law, have ye obtained your might power. 9. Our sages, Mitra Varuna, wide dominion, strong by birth, vouchsafe us strength that worketh well. Him. 3. Asvins. 1. Ye Asvins, rich in treasure, lords of splendor, having nimble hands, Accept the sacrificial food. 2. Ye Athens, rich in wondrous deeds, ye heroes worthy of our praise, accept our songs with mighty thought. 3. Nisadias, wonder workers, yours arc these libations with clipped grass, come ye whose paths are red with flame. 4. O Indra marvelously bright, come, these libations long for thee, thus by fine fingers purified. 5. Urged by the holy singer, sped by song, come, Indra, to the prayers, of the libation-pouring priest. 6. Approach, O Indra, hasting thee, Lord of bay horses, to the prayers. In our libation take delight. 7. Ye Visvedavis, who protect, reward, and cherish men, approach your worshippers drink offering. 8. Ye Visvedavis, swift at work, come hither quickly to the draft, as milch kind hasten to their stalls. 9. The Visvedavis, 
changing shape like serpents, fearless, void of guile, bearers, except the sacred draft. 10. Wealthy and spoil, enriched with him.s, may bright source that desire, with eager love, our sacrifice. 11. Insider of all pleasant songs, inspirer of all gracious thought, Sarasvati accept our right. 12. Sarasvati, the mighty flood, she with be light illuminates, she brightens every pious thought. Him. 4. Indri. 1. As a good cow to him who milks, we call the doer of fair deeds, to our assistance day by day. 2. Come thou to our libations, drink of Soma, Soma drinker thou. The rich one's rapture giveth kind. 3. So may we be acquainted with thine innermost benevolence, neglect us not, come hitherward. 4. Go to the wise unconquered one, ask thou of Indra, skilled in song, him who is better than thy friends. 5. Whether the men who mock us say, depart unto another place, ye who serve Indra and none else. 6. Or whether, God of wondrous deeds, all our true people call us blessed, still may we dwell in Indra's care. 7. Unto the swift one bring the swift, man-cheering, grace of sacrifice, that to the friend gives wings and joy. 8. Thou, Siddhikratu, drankest this and wast the virtuous slayer, thou helpest the warrior in the fray. 9. We strengthen, Siddhikratu, thee, yea, thee the powerful in fight, that, Indra, we may win us wealth. 10. To him the mighty stream of wealth, prompt friend Atum who pours the juice, yea, to this Indra sing your song. Him. 5. Indra. 1. O come ye hither, sit ye down, to Indra sing ye forth, your song, companions, bringing him dotes of praise. 2. To him the richest of the rich, the lord of treasures excellent. Indra, with th Soma juice outboard. 3. May he stand by us in our need and in abundance for our wealth, may he come nigh us with his strength. 4. Whose pair of tawny horses yoked in battles foemen challenge not, to him, to Indra sing your song. 5. Nigh to the Soma drinker come, for his enjoyment, these pure drops, the Soma's mingled with the curd. 6. Thou, grown at once to perfect strength, wast born to drink the Soma juice, strong Indra, for preeminence. 7. O Indra, lover of the song, may these quick Somas enter thee, may they bring bliss to thee the sage. 8. Our chants of praise have strengthened thee, O Siddhikratu, and our lauds so strengthen thee the songs we sing. 9. Indra, whose succor never fails. Accept these viands thousandfold, wherein all manly powers abide. 10. O Indra, thou who lovest song, let no man hurt our bodies, keep slaughter far from us, for thou canst. Him. 6. Indra. 1. They who stand round him as he moves harness the bright, the ruddy steed delights are shining in the sky. 2. On both sides to the car they yoke the two bay coursers dear to him, bold, tawny, bearers of the chief. 3. Thou, making light where no light was, and form, 
O men, where form was not, wast born together with the dawns. 4. Thereafter they, as is their wont, threw off the state of babes unborn, assuming sacrificial names. 5. Thou, Indra, with the tempest gods, the breakers down of what is firm foundest the kind even in the cave. 6. Worshipping even as they list, singers laud him who findeth wealth, the far-renowned, the mighty one. 7. Mayest thou verily be seen coming by fearless Indra's side, both joyous, equal in your sheen. 8. With Indra's well-beloved hosts, the blameless, hastening to heaven, the sacrificer cries aloud. 9. Come from this place, O wanderer, or downward from the light of heaven, our songs of praise all yearn for this. 10. Indra we seek to give us help, from here, from heaven above the earth, or from the spacious firmament. Him. 7. Indra. 1. Indra the singers with high praise, Indra reciters with their lauds, Indra the choirs have glorified. 2. Indra hath ever close to him his two basties and word-yoked car, Indra the golden, thunder-armed. 3. Indra hath raised the sun on high in heaven, that he may see afar, he burst the mountain for the kind. 4. Help us, O Indra, in the phrase, yea, phrase, where thousand spoils are gained, with awful aids, O awful one. 5. In mighty battle we invoke Indra, Indra in lesser fight, the friend who bends his bolt at fiends. 6. Unclose, our manly hero, thou forever bounteous, yonder cloud, for us, thou irresistible. 7. Still higher, at each strain of mine, thunder-armed Indra's praises rise, I find no laud worthy of him. 8. Even as the bull dries on the herds, he drives the people with his might, the ruler irresistible. 9. Indra rules with single sway men, riches, and the five-fold race of those who dwell upon the earth. 10. For your sake from each side we call Indra away from other men, ours, and none others, may he be. Him. 8. Indra. 1. Indra, bring wealth that gives delight, the victor's ever-conquering wealth, most excellent, to be arrayed. 2. By means of which we may repel our foes in battle hand to hand, by thee assisted with the car. 3. Aided by thee, the thunder-armed, Indra, may we lift up the bolt, and conquer all our foes in fight. 4. With thee, O India, for ally with the missile-darting heroes, may we conquer our embattled foes. 5. Mighty is Indra, yea, supreme, greatness be his, the thunderer, wide as the heaven extends his power. 6. Which aideth those to win them sons, who come as heroes to the fight, or singers loving holy thoughts. 7. His belly, drinking deepest drafts of soma, like an ocean swells, like quiet streams from the cope of heaven. 8. So also is his excellence, great, vigorous, rich in cattle, like a ripe branch to the worshipper. 9. For verily thy mighty powers, Indra, are saving helps at once unto a worshipper like me. 10. So are his lovely gifts, let lauds and praises be to Indra sung, 
that he may drink the soma juice. Him. 9. Indra. 1. Come, Indra, and delight thee with the juice at all the soma feasts, protector, mighty in thy strength. 2. To Indra pour ye forth the juice, the act of gladdening juice to him ye'll gladdening, O of God. 3. O Lord of all men, fair of cheek, rejoice thee in the gladdening lauds, present at these drink offerings. 4. Songs have outpoured themselves to thee, Indra, the strong, the guardian lord, and raised themselves unsatisfied. 5. Send to us down be manifold, O Indra, worthy of our wish, for power supreme is only thine. 6. O Indra, stimulate thereto us emulously fain for wealth, and glorious, O most splendid one. 7. Give, Indra, wide and lofty fame, wealthy in cattle and in strength, lasting our lifetime, failing not. 8. Grant us high fame, O Indra, grant riches bestowing thousands, those fair fruits of earth born home in wains. 9. Praising with songs the praiseworthy who cometh to our aid, we call Indra, the treasure lord of wealth. 10. To lofty Indra, dweller by each libation, the pious man sings forth aloud a strengthening him. Him. 10. Indra. 1. The chanters him. The, they who say the word of praise magnify thee. The priests have raised thee up on high, O Siddhikratu, like a pole. 2. As a he clomb from ridge to ridge and looked upon the toilsome task, Indra observes this wish of his, and the rain hastens with his droop. 3. Harness thy pair of strong base steeds, long-maned, whose bodies fill the girths, and, Indra, Soma drinker, come to listen to our songs of praise. 4. Come hither, answer thou the song, sing in approval, cry aloud. Good Indra, make our prayer succeed, and prosper this our sacrifice. 5. To Indra must a law be said, to strengthen him who freely gives, that Sacra may take pleasure in our friendship and drink offerings. 6. Him, him we seek for friendship, him for riches and heroic might. For Indra, he is Sacra, he shall aid us while he gives us wealth. 7. Easy to turn and drive away. Indra, is spoil bestowed by thee. Unclose the stable of the kind, and give us wealth O thunder-armed. 8. The heaven and earth contain thee not, together, in thy wrathful mood. Win us the waters of the sky, and send us kind abundantly. 9. Hear, thou whose ear is quick, my call, take to thee readily my songs O Indra, let this log of mine come nearer even than thy friend. 10. We know thee mightiest of all, in battles hearer of our cry. Of thee most mighty we invoke the aid that give a thousandfold. 11. O Indra, son of Kuzuka, drink our libation with delight. Prolong our life anew, and cause the seer to win a thousand gifts. 12. Lover of song, may these our songs on every side encompass thee, strengthening thee of length and life, may they be dear delights to thee. Him. 11. Indra. 1. All sacred songs have magnified Indra expansive as the sea, the best of warriors born on cars, the lord, 
the very Lord of Strength. 2. Strong in thy friendship, Indra, Lord of power and might, we have no fear. We glorify with praises thee, the never-conquered conqueror. 3. The gifts of Indra from of old, his saving succors, never fail, when to the praise singers he gives the boon of substance rich in kind. 4. Crusher of forts, the young, the wise, of strength unmeasured, was he born sustainer of each sacred rite, Indra, the thunderer, much extolled. 5. Lord of the thunder, thou didst burst the cave of Vala rich in cows. The gods came pressing to thy side, and free from terror aided thee. 6. I, hero, through thy bounties am come to the flood addressing thee. Song lover, hear the singers stand and testify to thee thereof. 7. The wily Susna, Indra. Thou or thrust with thy wondrous powers. The wise beheld this deed of thine, now go beyond their eulogies. 8. Our songs of praise have glorified Indra who ruleth by his might, whose precious gifts in thousands come, yea, even more abundantly. Him. 12. Agni. 1. We choose Agni the messenger, the herald, master of all wealth, well skilled in this our sacrifice. 2. With callings ever they invoke Agni, Agni, lord of the house, oblation bearer, much beloved. 3. Bring the gods hither, Agni, born for him who strews the sacred grass, thou art our herald, meet for praise. 4. Wake up the willing gods, since thou, Agni, performest embassage, sit on the sacred grass with gods. 5. O Agni, radiant one, to whom the holy oil is poured, bum up our enemies whom fiends protect. 6. By Agni Agni is inflamed, lord of the house, wise, young, who bears the gift, the ladle is his mouth. 7. Praise Agni in the sacrifice. The sage whose ways are ever true, the god who driveth grief away. 8. God, Agni, be his strong defense who lord of sacrificial gifts, worshipeth thee the messenger. 9. Whoso with sacred gift would fain call Agni to the feast of gods, O purifier, favor him. 10. Such, Agni, purifier, bright, bring hither to our sacrifice, to our oblation bring the gods. 11. So lauded by our newest song of praise bring opulence to us, and food, with heroes for our sons. 12. O Agni, by effulgent flame, by all invokings of the gods, show pleasure in this laud of ours. Him. 13. Agni. 1. Agni, well kindled, bring the gods for him who offers holy gifts. Worship them, purifier, priest. 2. Son of thyself, present, O sage, our sacrifice to the gods today, sweet to the taste, that they may feast. 3. Dear Narasimsa, sweet of tongue, the giver of oblations, I invoke to this our sacrifice. 4. Agni, on thy most easy car, glorified, hither bring the gods, man who appointed thee as priest. 5. Strew, O ye wise, the sacred grass that drips with oil, in order due, where the immortal is beheld. 6. 
thrown open be the doors divine, unfailing, that assist the right, for sacrifice this day and now. 7. I call the lovely night and dawn to seat them on the holy grass at this our solemn sacrifice. 8. The two invokers I invite, the wise, divine and sweet of tongue, to celebrate this our sacrifice. 9. Ila, Sarasvati, Mai, three goddesses who bring delight, be seated, peaceful, on the grass. 10. Tvastar I call, the earliest born, the wearer of all forms at will, may he be ours and curs alone. 11. God, sovereign of the wood, present this our oblation to the gods, and let the giver be renowned. 12. With Svaha, pay the sacrifice to Indra in the offerer's house, thither I call the deities. Him. 14. Visvedavis. 1. To drink the Soma, Agni, come, to our service and our songs, with all these gods, and worship them. 2. The canvas have invoked thee, they, O singer, sing thee songs of praise Agni, come hither with the gods. 3. Indra, Vayu, Brahaspati, Mitra, Agni, Pusan, Bhaga, Adityas, and the Marit host. 4. For you these juices are poured forth that gladden and exhilarate, the meath drops resting in the cup. 5. The sons of Kanva fain for help adore thee, having strewn the grass, with offerings and all things prepared. 6. Let the swift steeds who carry thee, thought yoked and dropping holy oil, bring the gods to the Soma draft. 7. Adored, the strengtheners of law, unite them, Agni, with their dames, make them drink meath, O bright of tongue. 8. Let them, O Agni, who deserve worship and praise drink with thy tongue meath and solemn sacrifice. 9. Away, from the sun's realm of light, the wise invoking priests shall bring all gods awaking with the dawn. 10. With all the gods, with Indra, with Vayu, and Mitra's splendors, drink, Agni, the pleasant Soma juice. 11. Ordained by Manu as our priest, thou sittest, Agni, at each rite, hallow thou this our sacrifice. 12. Harness the red mares to thy car, the bays, O God, the flaming ones, with those bring hitherward the gods. Him. 15. Are you. 1. O Indra drink the Soma juice with her too, let the cheering drops sink deep within, which settle there. 2. Drink from the purifier's cup, Maruts, with her too, sanctify the right, for ye give precious gifts. 3. O Nestor, with thy dame accept our sacrifice, with her to drink, for thou art he who giveth wealth. 4. Bring the gods, Agni, in the three appointed places set them down, surround them, and with her to drink. 5. Drink Soma after the Ratus, from the Brahmana's bounty, undissolved, O Indra, is thy friendship's bond. 6. Mitra, Varuna, ye whose ways are firm, a power that none deceives, with her to ye have reached the right. 7. The Soma oppressors, fain for wealth, praise the wealth giver in the right, in sacrifices praise the God. 8. May the wealth giver grant to us riches that shall be far renowned. 
these things began, among the gods. 9. He with the tefain would drink, wealth giver, from the Nestar's bowl. Haste, give your offering, and depart. 10. As we this fourth time, wealth giver, honor thee with the retus, be a giver bountiful to us. 11. Drink ye the meath, O Asvins bright with flames, whose acts are pure, who with her two accept the sacrifice. 12. With her two, through the house fire, thou, kind giver, guidest sacrifice, worship the gods for the pious man. Him. 16. Indra. 1. Let thy base deeds bring thee, the strong, hither to drink the soma draft those, Indra who are bright as suns. 2. Here are the grains bedewed with oil, hither let the bay coursers bring Indra upon his easiest car. 3. Indra at early morn we call, Indra in course of sacrifice, Indra to drink the soma juice. 4. Come hither, with thy long-maned steeds, O Indra, to the draft we pour we call thee were, the juice is shed. 5. Come thou to this our song of praise, to the libation poured for thee drink of it like a stag of thirst. 6. Here are the drops of soma juice expressed on sacred grass, thereof drink, Indra, to increase thy might. 7. Welcome to thee be this our hymn, reaching thy heart, most excellent, then drink the soma juice expressed. 8. To every draught of pressed out juice Indra, the virtuous layer, comes, to drink the Soma for delight. 9. Fulfill, O Siddhikratu, all our wish with horses and with kine, with holy thoughts we sing thy praise. Him. 17. Indravaruna. 1. I crave help from the Imperial Lords, from Indravaruna, may they both favor one of us like me. 2. Guardians of men. Ye ever come with ready succor at the call of every singer such as one. 3. Sage you, according to your wish, O Indravaruna, with wealth, fain would we have you nearest us. 4. May we be sharers of the powers, sharers of the benevolence of you who give strength bounteously. 5. Indra and Varuna, among givers of thousands, meet for praise, our powers who merit highest laud. 6. Through their protection may we gain great store of wealth, and heap it up enough and still to spare, be ours. 7. O Indravaruna, on you for wealth in many a form I call, still keep ye us victorious. 8. O Indravaruna, through our songs that seek to win you to ourselves, give us at once your sheltering help. 9. O Indravaruna, to you may fair praise which I offer come. Joint eulogy which ye dignify. Him. 18. Brahmanaspat 1. 1. O Brahmanapsati, make him who presses Soma glorious, even Kaxivan Ozija. 2. The rich, the healer of disease, who giveth wealth, in Creosith store, the prompt, may he be with us still. 3. Let not the foeman's curse. Let not a mortal's onslaught fall on us, preserve us, Brahmanaspat 1. 4. Ne'er is the mortal hero harmed whom Indra, Brahmanaspati, and Soma graciously inspire. 5. Do, thou, O Brahmanaspati, 
and Indra, Soma, Daxina, preserve that mortal from distress. 6. To the assembly's wondrous lord, to Indra's lovely friend who gives wisdom, have I drawn near in prayer. 7. He without whom no sacrifice, e'en of the wise man, prospers, he stirs up the series of thoughts. 8. He makes the ablation prosper, he promotes the course of sacrifice, our voice of praise goes to the gods. 9. I have seen Narasimsa, him most resolute, most widely famed, as twere the household priest of heaven. Him. 19. Agni, Marats. 1. To this fair sacrifice to drink the milky draught thou art invoked, O Agni, with the Marats come. 2. No mortal man, no god exceeds thy mental power, O mighty one, O Agni, with the Marats come. 3. All gods devoid of guile, who know the mighty region of Medair, O Agni, with those Marats come. 4. The terrible, who sing their song, not to be overcome by might, O Agni, with those Marats come. 5. Brilliant, and awful in their form, mighty, devourers of their foes, O Agni, with those Marats come. 6. Who sit as deities in heaven, above the sky vaults luminous sphere, O Agni, with those Marats come. 7. Who scatter clouds about the sky, a way over the billowy sea, O Agni, with those Marats come. 8. Who with their bright beams spread them forth over the ocean in their might O Agni, with those Marats come. 9. For thee, to be thine early draft, I pour the soma mingled neath, O Agni, with the Marats come. Him. 20. Urbis. 1. For the celestial race this song of praise which gives wealth lavishly was made by singers with their lips. 2. They who for Indra, with their mind, formed horses harnessed by a word, attained by works to sacrifice. 3. They for the two Nazadias wrought a light car moving every way, they formed a nectar yielding cow. 4. The herbus with effectual prayers, honest, with constant labor, made their sire and mother young again. 5. Together came mere gladdening drops with Indra by the Marat skirt, with the Adideas, with the kings. 6. The sacrificial ladle, wrought newly by the god Vastar's hand, four ladles have ye made thereof. 7. Vouchsafe us wealth, to him who pours thrice seven libations, yea, to each give wealth, pleased with our eulogies. 8. As ministering priests they held, by pious acts they won themselves, a share in sacrifice with gods. Him. 21. Indra Agni. 1. Indra and Agni I invoke fain are we for their song of praise chief Soma drinkers are they both. 2. Praised ye, O men, and glorify Indra Agni in the holy rites, sing praise to them in sacred songs. 3. Indra and Agni we invite, the Soma drinkers, for the fame of Mitra, to the Soma draft. 4. Strong gods, we bid them come to this libation that stands ready here, Indra and Agni, come to us. 5. Indra and Agni, mighty lords of our assembly, crush the fiends, childless be the devouring ones. 6. 
watch ye, through this your truthfulness, there in the place of spacious view Indra and Agni, send us bliss. Him. 22. Atvins and others. 1. Waken the Atvine pair who yoke their car at early morn, may they approach to drink this soma juice. 2. We call the Atvins tween, the gods born in a noble car, the best of charioteers, who reach the heavens. 3. Dropping with honey is your whip, Atvins, and full of pleasantness sprinkle there with the sacrifice. 4. As ye go thither in your car, not far, O Atvins, is the home of him who offers soma juice. 5. For my protection I invoke the golden-handed Savitar. He knoweth, as a god, the place. 6. That he may send us succor, praise the waters offspring Savitar, fain are we for his holy ways. 7. We call on him, distributor of wondrous bounty and of wealth, on Savitar who looks on men. 8. Come hither, friends, and seat yourselves Savitar, to be praised by us, giving good gifts, is beautiful. 9. O Agni, hither bring to us the willing spouses of the gods, and Vastar, to the Soma draft. 10. Most youthful Agni, hither bring their spouses, Hatra, Bharati, Vartri, Dysona, Freyd. 11. Spouses of heroes, goddesses, with whole wings may they come to us with great protection and with aid. 12. Indrani, Varunani, and Agnei hither I invite, for weal, to drink the Soma juice. 13. May heaven and earth, the mighty pair, bedew for us our sacrifice, and feed us full with nourishments. 14. Their water rich with fatness, there in the Gandharva's steadfast place, the singers taste through sacred songs. 15. Thornless be thou, O earth, spread wide before us for a dwelling place, vouchsafe us shelter broad and sure. 16. The gods be gracious unto us even from the place whence Visnu strode through the seven regions of the earth. 17. Through all this world strode Visnu, thrice his foot he planted and the whole was gathered in his footsteps dust. 18. Visnu, the guardian, he whom none deceiveth, made three steps, thenceforth establishing his high decrees. 19. Look ye on Visnu's works, whereby the friend of Indra, close allied, hath let his holy ways be seen. 20. The princes evermore behold that loftiest place where Visnu is, laid as it were an eye in heaven. 21. This, Vishnu's station most sublime, the singers, ever vigilant, lovers of holy song, light up. Him. 23. Vayu and others. 1. Strong are the somas, come down nigh, these juices have been mixed with milk, drink, Vayu, the presented drafts. 2. Both deities who touch the heaven. Indra and Vayu we invoke to drink of this our Soma juice. 3. The singers for their aid, invoke Indra and Vayu, swift as mind, the thousand-eyed, the lords of thought. 4. Mitra and Varupa, renowned as gods of consecrated might, we call to drink the Soma juice. 5. Those who by law uphold the law, 
Lords of the Shining Light of Law, Mitraikal, and Varuna. 6. Let Varuna be our chief defense. Let Mitra guard us with all aids both make us rich exceedingly. 7. Indra, by Marat's skirt, we call to drink the Soma juice, may he sate him in union with his troop. 8. Gods, Marat hosts whom Indra leads, distributors of Pusan's gifts, hearken ye all unto my cry. 9. With conquering Indra for ally, strike Vritra down, ye bounteous gods let not the wicked master us. 10. We call the universal gods, and Marats to the Soma draft, for passing strong Arpersni's sons. 11. Fierce comes the Marats thundering voice, like that of conquerors, when ye go forward to victory, O men. 12. Born of the laughing lightning. May the Marats guard us everywhere may they be gracious unto us. 13. Like some lost animal, drive to us. Bright Pusan, him who bears up heaven, resting on many colored grass. 14. Pusan the Bright has found the king, concealed and bitten in a cave, who rests on grass of many hues. 15. And may he, duly bring to me the six down closely, through these drops, as one who plows with steers brings corn. 16. Along their paths the mothers go, sisters of priestly ministrants mingling their sweetness with the milk. 17. May waters gathered near the sun, and those where with the sun is joined, speed forth this sacrifice of ours. 18. I call the waters, goddesses, wherein our cattle quench their thirst, oblations to the streams be given. 19. Emrit is in the waters and the waters there is healing balm be swift, ye gods, to give them praise. 20. Within the waters Soma thus hath told me dwell all bombs that heal, and Agni, he who blesseth all. The waters hold all medicines. 21. O waters, team with medicine to keep my body safe from harm, so that I long may see the sun. 22. Whatever sin is found in me, whatever evil I have wrought, if I have lied or falsely sworn, waters, remove it far from me. 23. The waters I this day have sought, into their moisture have we come, O Agni, rich in milk, come thou, and with thy splendor cover me. 24. Fill me with splendor, Agni, give offspring and length of days, the gods shall know me even as I am, and Indra with the Rasis, know. Him. 24. Varuna and others. 1. W-H-O now is he. What God among immortals, of whose auspicious name we may bethink us? To shout to mighty Adity restore us, that I may see my father and my mother. 2. Agni the God the first among the immortals, of his auspicious name let us bethink us. He shout to mighty Adity restore us, that I may see my father and my mother. 3. To thee, O Savitar, the Lord of precious things, who helpest us continually, for our share we come. 4. Wealth, highly lauded air reproach hath fallen on it, which is laid, free from all hatred, in thy hands. 5. Through thy protection may we come to even height of affluence, which Bhagir hath dealt out to us. 6. 
ne'er have those birds that fly through air attained to thy high dominion or thy might or spirit, nor these the waters that flow on forever, nor hills, abaters of the wind's wild fury. 7. Varuna, king, of hallowed might, sustaineth erect the tree's stem in the baseless region. Its rays, whose root is high above, stream downward. Deep may they sink within us, and be hidden. 8. King Varuna hath made a spacious pathway, a pathway for the sun wherein to travel. Where no way was he made him set his footstep, and warned a far way to afflicts the spirit. 9. A hundred bombs are thine, O king, a thousand, deep and wide reaching also be thy favors. Far from us, far away drive thou destruction. Put from us seem the sin we have committed. 10. Whither by day depart the constellations that shine at night, set high in heaven above us. Varuna's holy laws remain unweakened, and through the night the moon moves on in splendor. 11. I ask this of thee with my prayer adoring, thy worshipper craves this with his oblation. Varuna, stay thou here and be not angry, steal not our life from us, O thou wide ruler. 12. Nightly and daily this one thing they tell me, this too the thought of mine own heart repeateth. May he to whom prayed fettered Sunaspa, may he the sovereign Varuna release us. 13. Down to three pillars captured Sunaspa thus to the Adityah made his supplication. Him may the sovereign Varuna deliver, wise, ne'er deceived, loosen the bonds that bind him. 14. With bending down, oblations, sacrifices, O Varuna, we deprecate thine anger, wise Azura, thou king of wide dominion, loosen the bonds of sins by us committed. 15. Loosen the bonds, O Varuna, that hold me, loosen the bonds above, between, and under. So in thy holy law may we made sinless belong to Aditi, O thou Aditya. Him. 25. Varuna. 1. Whatever law of thine, O God, O Varuna, as we are men, day after day we violate. 2. Give us not as a prey to death, to be destroyed by thee in wrath, to thy fierce anger when displeased. 3. To gain thy mercy, Varuna, with hymns we bind thy heart, as binds the charioteer his tethered horse. 4. They flee from me dispirited, bent only on obtaining wealth as to their nests the birds of air. 5. When shall we bring, to be appeased, the hero, lord of warrior might, him, the far-seeing Varuna? 6. This, this with joy they both accept in common, never do they fail the ever-faithful worshipper. 7. He knows the path of birds that fly through heaven, and, sovereign of the sea, he knows the ships that are thereon. 8. True to his holy law, he knows the twelve moons with their progeny, he knows the moon of later birth. 9. He knows the pathway of the wind, the spreading, high, and mighty wind he knows the gods who dwell above. 10. Varuna, true to holy law, sits down among his people, he, most wise, sits there to govern. All. 11. From thence preserving he beholds all wondrous things, both what hath been, and what hereafter will be done. 12. May that Aditya, very wise, 
make fair paths for us all our days, may lie prolong our lives for us. 13. Varuna, wearing gold and mail, hath clad him in a shining robe. His spies are seated found about. 14. The God whom enemies threaten not, nor those who tyrannize or men, nor those whose minds are bent on wrong. 15. He who gives glory to mankind, not glory that is incomplete, to our own bodies giving it. 16. Yearning for the wide seen one, my thoughts move onward unto him, as kind unto their pastures move. 17. Once more together let us speak, because my meath is brought, priest like thou eatest what is dear to thee. 18. Now saw I him whom all may see, I saw his car above the earth. He hath accepted these my songs. 19. Varuna, hear this call of mine, be gracious unto us this day longing for help I cried to thee. 20. Thou, O wise God, art Lord of all, thou art the King of earth and heaven here, as thou goest on thy way. 21. Release us from the upper bond, untie the bond between, and loose the bonds below, that I may live. Him. 26. Agni. 1. O worthy of ablation, Lord of prospering powers, assume thy robes, and offer this our sacrifice. 2. Sit ever to be chosen, as our priest, most youthful, through our hymns, O Agni, through our heavenly word. 3. For here a father for his son, kinsman for kinsman worshipeth, and friend, choice worthy, for his friend. 4. Fire let the foe destroyers sit, Varuna, Mitra, Ariamen, like men, upon our sacred grass. 5. O ancient herald, be thou glad in this our right and fellowship, hearken thou well to these our songs. 6. Waiter in this perpetual course we sacrifice to God and God, that gift is offered up in thee. 7. May he be our dear household lord, priest. Pleasant and choice worthy may we, with bright fires, be dear to him. 8. The gods, adored with brilliant fires, have granted precious wealth to us so, with bright fires, we pray to thee. 9. And, O immortal one, so may the eulogies of mortal men belong to us and thee alike. 10. With all thy fires, O Agni, find pleasure in this our sacrifice. And this our speech, O son of strength. Him. 27. Agni. 1. With worship will I glorify thee, Agni, like a long-tailed steed, imperial lord of sacred rites. 2. May the far-striding son of strength, bringer of great felicity, who pours his gifts like rain, be ours. 3. Lord of all life, from near, from far, do thou. O Agni evermore protect us from the sinful man. 4. O Agni, graciously announce this our oblation to the gods, and this our newest song of praise. 5. Give us a share of strength most high, a share of strength that is below, a share of strength that is between. 6. Thou dealest gifts, resplendent one, nigh, as with waves of Sindhu, thou swift streamest to the worshipper. 7. That man is lord of endless strength whom thou protectest in the fight, Agni, 
or urged to the fray. 8. Him, whosoever he may be, no man may vanquish, mighty one, nay, very glorious power is his. 9. May he who dwells with all mankind bear us with war steeds through the fight, and with the singers win this boil. 10. Help, thou who knowest lauds, this work, this eulogy to Yudra, him adorable in every house. 11. May this our God, great, limitless, smoke-bannered excellently bright, urge us to strength and holy thought. 12. Like some rich lord of men may he, Agni the banner of the gods, refulgent, hear us through our lauds. 13. Glory to gods, the mighty and the lesser glory to gods the younger and the elder. Let us, if we have power, pay the god worship, no better prayer than this, ye gods, acknowledge. Him. 28. Indra, etc. 1. There were the broad-based stone raised on high to press the juices out, O Indra, drink with eager thirst the droppings which the mortar sheds. 2. Where, like broad hips, to hold the juice the platters of the press are laid, O Indra, drink with eager thirst the droppings which the mortar sheds. 3. There where the woman marks and leans the pestle's constant rise and fall, O Indra, drink with eager thirst the droppings which the mortar sheds. 4. Where, as with reins to guide a horse, they bind the churning staff with cords, O Indra, drink with eager thirst the droppings which the mortar sheds. 5. If of a truth in every house, O mortar thou art set for work, here give thou forth thy clearest sound, loud as the drum of conquerors. 6. O sovereign of the forest, as the wind blows soft in front of thee, mortar, for Indra press thou forth the soma juice that he may drink. 7. Best strength givers, ye stretch wide jaws, O sacrificial implements, like two bay horses champion herbs. 8. Ye sovereigns of the forest, both swift, with swift pressers press today sweet soma juice for Indra's drink. 9. Take up in beakers what remains, the soma on the filter pour, and on the ox hide set the dregs. Him. 29. Indra. 1. O soma drinker, ever true, utterly hopeless though we be, do thou, O Indra, give us hope of beauteous horses and of kind, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 2. O Lord of strength, whose jaws are strong, great deeds are thine, the powerful. Do thou, O Indra, give us hope of beauteous horses and of kind, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 3. Law thou asleep, to wake no more, the pair who on each other look do thou, O Indra, give us, help of beauteous horses and of kind, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 4. Hero, let hostile spirits sleep, and every gentler genius wake, do thou, O Indra. Give us hope of beauteous horses and of kind, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 5. Destroy this ass, O Indra, who intones discord and praise to thee, do thou, O Indra. Give us hope of beauteous horses and of kind, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 6. Far distant on the forest fall the tempest in a circling course. Do thou, O Indra, 
give us hope of beauteous horses and of kine, in thousands, O most wealthy one. 7. Slay each reviler, and destroy him who in secret injures us, do thou, O Indra, give us hope of beauteous horses and of kine in thousands, O most wealthy one. Him. 30. Indra. 1. We seeking strength with so many drops fill fullier Indra like a well, most liberal, lord of hundred powers. 2. Who lets a hundred of the pure, a thousand of the milk blend drafts flow, even as down a depth, to him. 3. When for the strong, the rapturous joy he in this manner hath made room within his belly, like the sea. 4. This is thine own, thou drawest near, as turns a pigeon to his mate, thou Christ too for this our prayer. 5. O hero, lord of bounties, praised in hymns, may power and joyfulness be his who sings the law to thee. 6. Lord of a hundred powers, stand up to lend us succor in this fight and others to let us agree. 7. In every need. And every fray we call as friends to succor us Indra the mightiest of all. 8. If he will hear us let him come with succor of a thousand kinds, and all that strengthens, to our call. 9. I call him mighty to resist, the hero of our ancient home, thee whom my sire invoked of old. 10. We pray to thee, O much invoked, rich in all precious gifts, O friend. Kind God to those who sing thy praise. 11. O Soma Drinker, Thunder-Armed, Friend of our lovely featured dames and of our Soma Drinking friends. 12. Thus, Soma Drinker, may it be, thus, friend, who wieldest thunder, act to aid each wish as we desire. 13. With Indra splendid feasts be ours, rich in all strengthening things wherewith, wealthy in food, we may rejoice. 14. Like thee, thyself, the singer's friend, thou movest, as it were, besought, bold one, the axle of the car. 15. That, Siddhikratu, thou to grace and please thy praisers, as it were, stirrest the axle with thy strength. 16. With champing, Neighing loudly snorting horses Indra hath ever won himself great treasures a car of gold hath he whose deeds are wondrous received from us, and let us too receive it. 17. Come, Athens, with enduring strength wealthy in horses and in kind, and gold, O ye of wondrous deeds. 18. Your chariot yoked for both alike, immortal, ye of mighty acts, travels, O havens, in the sea. 19. High on the forehead of the bull one chariot will ye ever keep, the other round the sky revolves. 20. What mortal, O immortal dawn, enjoyeth thee? Where lovest thou? To whom, O radiant, dost thou go? 21. For we have had thee in our thoughts whether any or far away, red-hued and like a dappled mare. 22. Hither, O daughter of the sky. Come thou with these thy strengthenings, and send thou riches down to us. Him. 31. Agni. 1. Thou, Agni, wast the earliest Andres, a seer, thou wast, a god thyself, the god's auspicious friend. After thy holy ordinance the Maruts, sage, active through wisdom, 
with their glittering spears, were born. 2. O Agni, thou, the best and earliest Andres, fulfillest as a sage the holy law of gods. Sprung from two mothers, wise, through all existence spread, resting in many a place for sake of living man. 3. To Matarizvin first thou, Agni, was disclosed, and to Vivasvan through thy noble inward power. Heaven and earth, Vasu, shook at the choosing of the priest, the birth thou didst bear, didst worship mighty gods. 4. Agni thou maddest heaven to thunder for mankind, thou, yet more pious, for pious Paravis. When thou art rapidly freed from thy parents, first eastward they bear thee round, and, after, to the west. 5. Thou, Agni, art a bull who makes our store increase, to be invoked by him who lifts the ladle up. Well knowing the ablation with the hallowing word, uniting all who live, thou lightenest first our folk. 6. Agni, thou savest in the senate when pursued in him, far seeing one, who walks in evil ways. Thou, when the heroes fight for spoil which men rush, round, slayest and wore the many by the hands of few. 7. For glory, Agni, day by day, thou liftest up the mortal man to highest immortality, even thou who yearning for both races givest them great bliss, and to the prince grandest abundant food. 8. O Agni, highly lauded, make our singer famous that he may win us store of riches, may we improve the right with new performance. O earth and heaven, with all the gods, protect us. 9. O blameless Agni lying in thy parents' lap, a god among the gods, be watchful for our good. Former of bodies, be the singer's providence, all good things hast thou sown for him, auspicious one. 10. Agni, thou art our providence, our father thou, we are thy brethren and thou art our spring of life. In thee, rich and good heroes, guard of high decrees, meet hundred, thousand treasures, O infallible. 11. The, Agni, have the gods made the first living one for living man, lord of the house of Nehusa. Eola they made the teacher of the sons of men, what time a son was born to the father of my race. 12. Worthy to be revered, O Agni, God, preserve our wealthy patrons with thy succors, and ourselves. Guard of our seed art thou, aiding our cows to bear incessantly protecting in thy holy way. 13. Agni, thou art a guard close to the pious man, kindled art thou, far arrayed, for him who is unarmed. With fond heart thou acceptest in the poor man's prayer, when he hath brought his gift to gain security. 14. Thou, Agni gainest for the loudly praising priest the highest wealth, the object of a man's desire. Thou art called Father, caring even for the weak, and wisest, to the simple one thou teachest lore. 15. Agni, the man who giveth guerdon to the priests, like well sown armor thou guardest on every side. He who with grateful food shows kindness in his house, and offerer to the living, is the type of heaven. 16. Pardon, 